Welcome back to the Off The Tips podcast. What a week the US Open provided at LACC. And I'm going to get straight to it. And hopefully my, my co-host is emotionally recovered from the roller coaster he went on on Monday morning. But AC, welcome to the podcast. Heartbreaking, but a good US Open. G'day, Cal. Yeah, tough, tough scene for me, mate. I... Still haven't recovered. I don't think I will for at least oh, once I get on the plane tomorrow at midnight potentially. But uh, yeah, I I really struggle to get happy when anyone but Rory wins when he's in contention. What about you, mate? You've been talking a lot about getting on the course. Did you finally get out there? Yeah, you'd be pleased to know that I, I did. I got out uh, to the coast, which is a nice little public track out Maroubra way here in Sydney which is it was nice I didn't get 18 and got about 15 and not because I was I walked off it was just I just got too dark it gets quite dark here so didn't get a full round in but started swinging the club and actually the side and the back a little bit tender uh over the last couple of days I just not used to the reps but hey it was it was good to get back out there there was some good signs but geez uh, it was a bit of a disaster on the on the greens. Interesting to hear the body's no good. You're obviously not one to put, do some full swings in the lounge while the flatmates aren't there, or nah, nah. Um, it's probably swings a little bit too steep. the The roof might be in a little bit of danger if I was to <laughs> to start doing that. <laughs> but yeah, it was just a little bit tender, and I kind of tape it off a little bit. I was making sure I took it took it back uh, a little bit slower uh, just to make sure I was feeling like I was getting in an okay position, which, oh, you, you know, it's just, it was a bit mm. rusty. I didn't. I only hit one completely off the planet, d- donated one to the Tasman Sea, but apart from that, it was, nice. I hit it relatively straight. Would you say you exceeded your expectations? Uh, off the tee, yeah, Uh Hit some nice mid to long irons, but pretty much from 135 in, I was, no, I, it was exactly kind of what I was expecting. I tripled one, uh, which is always a tough, tough scene when you triple one straight up and down par four. But hey, it was, I, I came, I came right. And look, what, what can you expect being out of the game for about eight weeks? And then before that, probably six weeks more but i won't be i won't be out of the game for for that long again i I enjoyed getting back out there so probably not this weekend but the the weekend after i'll be be back on the course what about you mate did you play a couple of your final rounds at tiki this week yeah i got out saturday it was it was ropey it was pretty wet and cold when we started and i could not find remotely near the middle of the face Monty was just losing it at some of the shots I was hitting and then like I almost missed a few and then like once it I'm clearly a fair weather player once it started kind of getting the sun came out and the grips were dry I actually hit it okay that's that doesn't put you in a good kind of place when you go to the UK to to play some golf in the next few weeks because I doubt you're gonna get sunshine every day (laughs) Nah, it was um I'm I'm hoping it was more a factor of the cold and rain and that hopefully since we're going to summer we'll just be like that. Like there might be a downpour, but I don't think I'll be cold as well. So that's that's my hope I'm holding. <laughs> I wouldn't harbour heaps of hope, but you know, the weather has looked pretty pretty decent over over that side, just judging by what I've kind of seen on TV. So you might get pretty lucky. You've put a new new club in the bag, heading to heading to some links conditions, a, a driving iron of sorts. How, how's that been been going? 
gun actually it's really forgiving which is the biggest thing for me i'm not a great ball striker so I was like, i'm just gonna get something that's got a light shaft in it can get it up off the ground and yeah i actually like it i've i've fatted the odd one with it uh but i'd say like relatively speaking it's been a success given i haven't hit many with it and i've never had a driving iron in the bag so i think it'll be a big player in ireland oh that's yeah it's good to hear. So I, I think it will be. Just keep it under that cold breeze. It's going to be stifling into your mm. into your melon. A, a couple of other things from my round uh, that you'd love to hear. I I think I three times I didn't hit the hole from about two or three feet. I made a conscious effort on the on the front nine to to hit cups, hit all my parts, just to because I wanted a I wanted an honest assessment of where my game was at. And yeah, it was. No, I probably hold hold one part outside of six feet all day. It was yeah, it was pretty tough. I was switching up grips mid mid round, which is always a big no no. I went left hand low for a while, but hey, what can you do? Was it were you just bad strokes, misreads? Just bad, yeah. Just bad pace. I just was hitting them too hard, really. No yeah. pogs though, but yeah, because I was actually felt like I was rolling it okay on the on the practice greens, but yeah, not not fantastic on the course, but chipped or chipped okay, which is which is good because that was a that was a bit of a sore point for me at the Hillary did not chip well. I find chipping one of the trickiest if you haven't been playing. To be fair, like if I haven't been playing, I'll just get the putter out from wherever I can. Eh. Yeah, I definitely I did that, but and the grass the grass in Australia is just slightly different to like the ones you your regular ones around New Zealand. Like it's quite like tight and grabby, and so like yeah. you kind of have you you really have to get the ball. So <laughs> which is quite often can be a a bit of a downfall. But enough of, enough about our golf. I'd say uh, we'll move over to. The, the big time, Wyndham Clark getting it done at the US Open, a, a maiden major championship for him. Very emotional scenes on the on the 18th green. It was been well documented, the Wyndham Clark story, story. Nearly gave up the game multiple times, moved away from traditional coaching just to pretty much him and his caddy be a team. Obviously lost his mum to cancer when he was, was young, which hit him quite hard. And those... It's it's nice to see someone like like that win. Obviously, a, a great bloke might have been clouded by judgment when the boys were were really riding for Rory. But when the dust settles, a deserved winner, and he's been playing really well this year. Yeah, geez, that's pretty well summed up. I think just a credit to the way he handled himself in the final round, like. How often do you look at a major like that and you just think they're going to melt, it's going to come, and it just, whenever it looked like it might happen, he got himself back on the rail. It was one of those rare occasions where you see someone that hasn't been in that scenario before and he just handles it so well. Yeah, just probably wasn't his best ball striking day, but man, he just, he saved his ass multiple multiple times just with some pretty incredible chipping and recovery work oh it was it was damn right impressive some of those up and downs Mm. and probably verging on lucky a a lot of them as well but man you need you need some luck to go your way when you're winning a major championship Mm. and and it and it did and briefly on that final round it looked like Rory might have got himself some luck on 14 when he dumped that one into or allegedly embedded in the in the bunker face. So, and he didn't take advantage of his luck, and and Wyndham did really well. Yeah, I think unlucky's. Uh, sorry, I think lucky's a little bit unfair, but just yeah, the ones for me up and down on eight was huge after he'd whiffed that one. Um, just to just steady the ship. I think he still made six, but. It could have been a whole lot worse. And then up and down on nine was nails. Hold about it. It would have been 10 feet. 
and then also the up and down when he was left of 11. I thought that's when it might have unrailed and he just nipped this thing perfectly mm. next to the hole. Like it was a real class shot and it was a shot that is really tough if you're um, nervous and he just pulled it off. Opening the opening the face up like that when you're nervous is mm. <laughs> never, never comfortable. And yeah, just back on the like – I wasn't meaning that all those up and downs were lucky. There's just there's got to be an element of luck to pull mm. all of them off in, in one round. If you if you know what I mean, it's obviously yeah a tremendous display of, of skill, dominantly. And yeah, man, it was yeah. it was so impressive. But Wyndham Clark just hits a beautiful ball flight, like just that big high mm. fade, and just yeah, very similar to. A Scotty Scheffler off the off the tee. If I was to compare, mm. and the other shot as well was the shot on the par three fourth was just a beautiful long iron to about within ten feet. Makes a birdie there where everyone's struggling on that hole. So that was the other one that kind of stuck out to me, as well as the second shot into fourteen. That was such a small gap he had to thread that through. Roy had just made that bogey. That was. That was where the tournament was won. And I also want to shout out just his major record um, going into this. So he was he had four missed cuts, a T75, a T76, and now he's had a win. So it's pretty hard. Like, you, you couldn't see that coming. No, you definitely couldn't. And quite often, guys that are playing well in regular season PGA tournaments – their major record st- tends to stay quite consistent re- regardless of how they're playing during the regular season. Like I know we're going to talk about them later and I'm probably going to have to really put my tail between my legs, but like a guy like Max, like really good PGA Tour record for, for years, but the, it just tends to stay the same for a lot of these guys at, at major championships and, well, and fair play to Wyndham. Like just – broke that mold well and truly and yeah do you think he's a a lock for a Ryder Cup spot now he has to be doesn't he yeah I think so I it's hard to see him not making that team and just the the way he did it this week second off the tee fourth and putting his approach play was 43rd which I test wise I thought it would have been a little bit better than that but if you're driving it well and putting it that well, like it's not a lot can go wrong. Yeah, it's a pretty good recipe. We'll discuss Rory's week, eh? Uh, just was like looking at a mirror at at the 2022 Open, that display on the greens on Sunday. Uh, just couldn't get anything to drop. I, I didn't think he necessarily putted badly it's very similar to mm. St Andrews last year it just was simply just nothing dropped and obviously will be left to rue that four footer he missed on eight I think that was probably the one the obvious one that you look at that could be very costly mm. but yeah apart from that I, I thought he rolled it pretty good like his, he was a little bit off with his pace kind of all day but Made made all the virtually all the par parts. It was just you needed one of those fifteen mm. or twenty footers to go in, didn't you? Very much so. And fourteen, obviously, we we've touched on it. That was a real now in the coffin. Just he said that a um, puffer breeze kind of just popped up just as he was about to hit that, and his wedges just flown up into it and fanned out into that bunker. And I thought at the time when he got that break, I just thought, mate, the stars are aligned. Like he's he's never had that break in a long time. I thought he was just going to make it up and down and that was kind of going to be the defining moment. But wasn't to be another part just slid by, which was hard to watch. And yeah, everyone knows I'm a I'm a massive Rory fan. It's I I don't apologize for it. Like he. Once he's in the mix, I can't like I don't, I watch golf very differently to others. Like a lot of people like have kind of ten guys that you know they wouldn't mind to see win. Whereas if Rory makes the cut and there's a genuine chance, 
I I don't I feel disappointed and I'm a bit sulky if it's not him that wins, which is it's kind of like more like supporting like the Warriors. Like, say they make the semis, like I'm not going to care about the final if they lose, and I'm a bit like that if they lose the semi. Like I'm a bit like that with Rory and golf, and I regret it, but that's just how I watch golf. Yeah, it's been a tough a tough watch for AC over the last few years, and I'm in that camp as well. Like I, but not as heavily i i was i found myself sitting there kind of on that back nine genuinely like shaking for a, for a little bit because i was so desperate for him to get the job done it's just you just mm. you gotta think that the golf gods after what if the, if there are any out there hey that's that's up for debate but <laughs> looking down on him and he's got to get one soon like yeah a guy at work to say today told me he's like what you you'd like to think if you just keep knocking on that door it's it's gonna open at some point and i think it has to it, and hopefully for you boys it's it's at royal liverpool mm. yeah the one thing i will push back on everyone comparing it to the open yes the putting was very similar i don't disagree with that but he hit the ball way better on Sunday at the US Open than he did at St Andrews. St Andrews, he actually he managed his way around, but he didn't. He never hit it that well. But he flushed it yesterday. He hit it so good, and it, and also the difference as well was everyone was making ground at St Andrews. Everyone was kind of lighting it up. Cam Young, Cam Smith, Hovland in his group wasn't, but yesterday out of those guys that teed off kind of at the end, Wyndham Clark had even, Rory had even, Scheffler had even. Ricky had five over, Harris English had two over, and DJ had two over. Yeah, there was a few guys that burnt up in the morning or the guys that really could chase, but it wasn't like like if you put him in that group, you know, he played a pretty good round. Yeah, I I think that's pretty fair. I think at the Open he probably, look, who knows what he was thinking, but he probably went out there thinking that if he managed his way around the golf course it should be enough and it just ended up not being enough the way cam smith played obviously but i just think it would have been a complete mindset set change yesterday he would have known he had to drive it well and traditionally at the open you, you can get away with spraying a little bit off the tee whereas at a us mm. open lacc may be a bit different to the traditional us open setups but you just you cannot make birdies from the rough or the or the fairway bunkers yeah <clears throat> yeah spot on and we i kind of messaged you yesterday and i was like oh, do you reckon that's the best you've seen him drive the ball and he was first off the tee this week 33rd and putting so he didn't putt terribly but just didn't didn't make any when it counted unfortunately no and that... he was 14th in approach so the ball striking's there yeah it's 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 starting to come right and yeah, it it is easily the the best I've seen him drive the ball in kind of recent memory. That's that's for sure. Mm. It's uh, it was a pretty clinical day, well tournament off the tee for for Rory and yeah. Here, look, here's here's moving on to the next one, and I think he's in a pretty good frame of mind. But do you think he is putting too much pressure on himself at these tournaments? Or do you think he's fine? I used to, and that was when he was having though that couple of years where he'd just shit the bed in the first rounds. But I reckon he's, I think he's found a bit of a formula the last couple of years. I feel like it's been a different Rory at majors. And I do worry a little bit about the scar tissue from this in St. Andrews, but he's proven that he's a resilient guy. He's always bounced back, and I thought his press conference afterwards when they asked him when are you going to start thinking about Hoylake and he said about three minutes ago well three minutes after I walked off the green and I was like that's the sort of attitude I want to hear from him because he can do it oh there's no doubt whether he can do it just do you think he needs to change anything I I mentioned it to you, and it's too hard for me to really say, but 
it was interesting watching the difference between Wyndham Clark, Scotty Scheffler, and then him, the way they rely on their caddies. I thought the the way Wyndham Clark got lined up was pretty bloody painful. But I don't, you never see Harry read anything for Rory. Whether that's because Rory doesn't ask him, I'm not so sure. But I, it is an interesting one. I do feel like he maybe he should lean on him more often than he does. Yeah, <laughs> the Scotty example, man, they take the piss, him and Ted Scott, the way mm. they've been reading parts. I think it's a, I think it's a borderline disgrace, actually. Like, God, it was pissing me off. Like, we know you're not putting well, like, but this is just ridiculous. I, mm. I've kind of gone off on a tangent here, but what do you think of, like, of that? Like, and I know it's impossible to police that like because i i'm firmly in the camp that yeah the caddy you should be able to call the caddies in to have a have a look but i just think having like a routine like that where he stands by the hole points at a spot they look at the putt from three different like spots behind the ball i just think it's taking the piss a little bit it's an eyesore that's what it is like if you tuned in to watch golf for the first time you got Jeez, that's punishing. We we discussed it. I think we discussed it back when Rory won at Dubai and Patrick Reed was doing a similar sort of thing with his caddy. And, yeah, that's the thing. It's hard to police. Like, I have no issue with a caddy, like, confirming a read for a player, but then where do you draw that line? You just can't. Maybe it could be like a like a captain's challenge and. In, in footy or or like yes. a, a DRS system and and cricket you get you get a certain amount uh, um around and maybe if if you make the putt you get to you get to keep them so you get <laughs> that would be, so you, I think you you're get, onto something you get four caddy like you get to call your caddy in four times to help you read a putt and if you go over from four you're done for the rest of the round but if you if you make them you get to retain them I love it. Do you think four putts or four greens? Uh, yeah, maybe mm, hard to say. Maybe four four greens, I'd say. Yeah, I think that's a that's a good number. Yeah, I think you're on something. I like it. Yeah, maybe I'll take that to the USGA or and the PGA. I'll just I'll just raise that to them. That could be my million dollar idea. Mm. Yeah. Big fan. Do you reckon this is the first time this week that the people or the players that had come first and second had both had a whiff on at the tournament? I reckon it has to be a first, surely. Yeah, pretty pretty wild. Yeah, that I want to know. I'd have absolutely no idea what to do about that fescue around the greens. There, there was. Looked super tricky, and it was a bit weird how like the punishment didn't really fit the the crime. Like if you just missed a green, you're in this absolute shit, or you're in the bunker, which was a much better result if you hit it a bit wider. But I guess that's part of the fun, and it's why you didn't see people go for that many pins because that stuff looked gnarly. Yeah, that the way Rory recovered after that whiff was what had me believing. Eh, I just. Mm. Like he could have easily on. For those of you that didn't catch the entire tournament, it was on eighteen on the first round. Rory was six under and hit one left of the green into the hag that AC was talking about and and whiffed one. So then he was had to, was playing four out of there again, chipped it to about I don't know fifteen feet. And, yeah, and then and made the part like he could have easily just two putted that and made made double, but that's what the U.S. Open's about. It's about saving saving bogeys like that, and and he did it all week, and he just just fell short. Yeah, yeah. Should we move on to someone else? We we might be boring the listeners with too much Rory chat. Yeah, we'll we'll stick on the R's. We'll talk about Ricky. Uh, I was pretty. Pretty happy with Ricky. First three rounds, I thought he was impressive. But one thing I will say is, it always, it always looked quite volatile. I think uh, 
he made yeah he made the most birdies for the week, but he also was making the most bogeys. Like he was, <laughs> like it looked like he could hit the ejector seat at any time. And I think part of the reason he hit the ejector seat on on Sunday is he started trying to make up ground. I I don't think five overs of real fair reflection on his on his Sunday. I think he he kind of had to take a few more risks, but that's because of the position he put himself in early in the round. Yeah, I, I agree with that. He just started to force the issue and the score ends up looking a little bit worse than it could have if he kind of just played for money kind of thing. Again, yeah, it just... I mentioned in the... I was wrong about a lot of things in the preview pod, but the one thing I did think was that he hasn't... Even though he's been finishing really solid, he hasn't actually had much experience this year in the bright lights. Yeah, right in contention. Yeah, that's that's for sure. And yeah, look, you're proof, right? He he couldn't get it done. And quite often has been the case with Ricky on on a Sunday as as he never makes it easy for himself. So, yeah. but look, like we said on the on the preview pod, it it's it's a better sport to watch when Ricky Fowler's in the mix. And man, it's it's good to see him playing good again. And there's I'm, there's no doubt in my mind we're gonna see him win again soon maybe not at a major but i i think he'll pick off a pga tour event sooner rather than later yeah and it just looks like he just was hitting the his ball flight was so straight they had a lot of pro traces this week and all his iron shots were just lasers mm, yeah but just back to his tough day on on sunday the ball striking probably wasn't quite there he only hit nine greens and mm. lost nearly three three shots in his a, approach to the green. So it was a little bit of a tough day for Ricky, but hey, better for the run and hopefully we see him in contention more. But we'll well, we'll also move down. he was in he was in contention last time at Hoy Lake, so that mm, could easily true. happen again. Yeah, Ricky. At an open is like, well, traditionally is probably the one that I always thought he was kind of going to win. He's had a great record at the Scottish Open. It's won it before, and yeah, mm. there's well, look like if he if he plays like he did the first three days this week, geez, you know he can make a truckload of, of birdies, and you're probably not going to get punished as much at an open bogey wise. So hey, there's. There's absolutely no reason why he can't contend, and if he puts like that, geez, look out! I completely agree. Scotty Scheffler, another good finish here, and he was right there, but just couldn't get the putts to drop. Uh, he he was a little bit better this week in Midley, but it was still tough work. You could just see, you can just see that he's not confident. It's just been the story of kind of the last two and a half months, hasn't it? Really, it's there's really nothing new to report on with 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 Scotty. It's just the same thing. He mm. the the driver wasn't as good as it has been though all season for the first couple of rounds. But apart from that, it was yeah he he was third off the tee, but his approaches were just off. Forty seventh in approaches, which is nuts. Nothing like his usual standard, forty seventh in putting. So his putting was okay, but he you still need to be in that top thirty to to really like. If he was in the top twenty, he'd be winning these things by three or four. Oh, comfortably, yeah. Did you see him grinding after the second round with with driver and gave it a, gave a good club throw on the range, which is something you always like love to see. Yeah. It, you sometimes you'll see that the it'll start flying through his game if he's not careful, but it hasn't so far. So hopefully he can just keep that ball striking up and find the putter. But it'll be interesting if he doesn't win at Hoylake. Like that's a kind of it just shows how tough majors are. He's been the best player in the world pretty clearly, and he could go away from this year without one. He could go away having the same amount of career majors as Wyndham Clark. Yeah, that that's wild. 
it is. There's a couple of guys that were down the back end of the leaderboard that I I want to discuss, but most notably Justin Thomas. I called him. Well, that was one thing I got right on the, the pod last week. Mm. I called him to. I thought he was no chance to make the cut, and I was right. Shot eighty one on on a Friday, but geez, it just doesn't look good for JT. And we we were chatting before this pod, and you were saying it's just it's looked like it's been the putting kind of all year, hasn't it? Yeah, the putter's been cold all year. It's not good. It's leaked into the ball striking now too. He's just struggling all around. I know I can't I can't fathom what's happening. I it's hard to think. Like there's a bit of a rumor going around that he's been injured. But I just I don't know why he'd keep playing if that was the case. It doesn't seem like a smart move. You'd think he'd just hang the boots up like Willie Z has, come around next year fitter and stronger. So I think it might be just someone making an excuse for him, but that could be a harsh take too. He's just the fourth victim of the spring breakers, mate. <laughs> it's not good. Picking them off one by one. Um, yeah. Losing 2.6 shots off the tee is very un-JT-like. And then, yeah, turning to aim point and losing nearly two on the greens is mm. a tough scene too. So, yeah, hopefully he's not injured and... And hopefully he turns it around because, like we said about Ricky, it's a better sport to watch when he's contending and he's confidently strolling those fairways. Yeah, and the interesting one that Max said that I think they must have bailed after 12 holes or something and he played a practice round with him and said, put out a tweet or it might have been an interview and he's like, JT would have shot 61 if we kept playing today. And so I thought, oh, okay, maybe he's turned it around and, geez, that that was wrong. Hey, as as TZ said the the other week on the pod, it's pretty easy to shoot six or seven under when you're playing with your mates. But when you do it, try do it under the gun. It's a different story. Yeah, facts. <laughs> just just before we move on from all the all the players, I better we better talk about Max Homer after I not only got everyone to get on him on a futures in about February, but I also tipped him out publicly on a <laughs> on on the Golf Australia website. Uh, so, look, I'm I'm pretty sorry to everyone who took those took those tips on. I was expecting a great week from him, and look, he started well, and then just literally sat in the ejector seat on <laughs> on Friday and and melted. And for that, I'm I am pretty sorry about that because geez geez i was i was bullish and i woke up on on saturday morning our time i was like oh yeah i'll see how max is going and it wasn't good was it one of those scenarios where you're like scrolling and you're like shit i might have gone past and you go back up they're not there and you keep scrolling and you're like fuck it, it can't am i dreaming <laughs> that was exactly what it was i was like he shot fucking two under yesterday like that's Good golf for the US Open, but hey, we we move on and geez, he's been he's being lambasted for his performances at major championships, mostly by live hot takes on Twitter, but mm. which they can get in the bin, but hey. He does need to, not really need to wrong. be better. They're not wrong. No, they're not. Uh, it, I think it's all upstairs now. It's just putting too much pressure on himself. Yeah, potentially, and I don't think oh, I don't know if the Open is the one for him either. So, geez, it's probably just another year gone by for Max. Hopefully, he just has one good finish that just rips the bandaid off, and I actually think that will be the case. He's too good a player not to, and he's got the game for majors. So, I even think he'll he turn just, it around. Even if he just backdoors a top ten or something like. Come on, just something like, like that. Like I said in the preview, like I'm so good on punting him in a major until I see something. It, it's not worth your money. I'd say that's pretty fair enough. Another good start for Foxy this week and kind of more of the same at Oak Hill, just fell off the ball a little bit. But hey, three from three and cuts 
at majors this year. But as we keep saying, we knew we're expecting more from him. Mm. The biggest story of the week from him was probably playing by himself and getting around in three hours 15. Yeah, playing with a marker. I wonder who that was. That must feel seriously weird, eh? You're at a US Open and you're playing by yourself. Yeah, what's the go with the with the marker? Is he like, is he, is, he's playing, isn't he? Oh, is he? Okay. Maybe I think he is. so. Oh, okay, yeah, that but, makes more sense. Yeah, I think they should like, out someone It would be a bit awkward if a marker was just kind of lurking around, like watching your every move. Yeah, because they used to do it at Augusta all the time. Was it Jeff Knox was his name, wasn't it, or something like that? He, that's, that's, he used, that rings a bell. Yeah, he he used to go out and it used to be the, <laughs> like the talk around the pros like on the weekend, like, fuck, we can't lose to the club, bro. And and he'd often and he'd often beat them, but yeah, I, I wonder if it was the same at LACC or like. But imagine if you're playing in a major and you're just playing with a guy who's just literally there playing to keep your score, and he's like, he's like scooping three footers, or, or <laughs> yeah. is he is he putting out, or I don't know. Mm. Pretty yeah, I don't yeah. know. Hey, it, maybe they should just put a like a a marker in there, like like sorry, a bench marker in there, just a guy who's pretty average like a five handicap and just see them see what they shoot they would have to go out probably an hour earlier than the rest of the field though yeah <laughs> yeah they definitely would and just on that do you know what i hate about hard setups is when they go around the pros and be like oh what would a what would a 10 handicap shoot around here <laughs> like <laughs> like we're just not gonna know are we because they're not gonna be playing and like <laughs> Obviously, the pros are just going to spray them. Like, mm. oh, that chat, yeah, I I agree. That chat can get and the get them burn. And the range can be so vast too. Like, some pros will be like, oh, ninety five, and then one will be like one hundred and forty, and you're just like, okay, that gave me absolutely nothing. Yeah, oh, it's right up there with the dropping the ball in the rough and and dropping the balls <laughs> on the greens for me. That sort of stuff. Yeah, that's fair. Anyone else you want to talk about? I just want to, yeah, just say that it was pretty funny. Geez, the live boys got no no airtime this week. Yeah, couple I, of quick quick cuts off, like when Patrick mm, Reed comes on the screen, just would quickly cut off him. He's put on some ten. Well, mm. we uh, tough to stop Cam, fight yeah, out. <laughs> yeah, very. I think Cam Smith should have got a bit more coverage than he did. I found that disappointing. They always pan to him putting, though, which, hey, I, there's worse things I'd like to see. Watching him putt is pretty amazing. But I would have liked to see him hit more drivers and irons. I felt like he didn't get much air time. Yeah, that's fair. Well, we'll move on to discussing the course and, and the event itself. So as a whole, the US Open AC, do you think it received a pass mark in terms of Put the golf course aside now. We'll talk about just the event. Just okay. How did? How do you think it went? It was very, very corporate, and it's an ultra, ultra private club. So we should have probably expected that. I think they had four thousand tickets a day available to the public, which is a disgrace. Yeah, it felt quite flat. There was a lot of big parts. I noticed it particularly more. On Saturday, the Saturday, there was a few big putts late in the day, and there just was barely a chair or anything. It was pretty sad, really. Like, I thought the golf course was good, and they just did it. It just didn't feel like a US Open at times. Some holes did, but a lot of them didn't. And apparently, it was quite tricky to get around the place, but they still should have. Um, Mike Wan was bloody getting. People, like going through town trying to find people to come because all the LACC members have brought them up, at, brought the tickets up, and that's really sad for a national open. Yeah, a national open is a it's an open f- f- for the US people, and they just weren't able to attend. Like I just think, look at Brookline last year, and it was unbelievable. Mm. Yeah, it's a crying shame. Are you? What about the course? 
Yeah, we'll we'll quickly just to the listeners. AC's having some serious connection issues. We've had to we've had to chop and change what rooms we've been we've been using, which is so we're gonna try quickly sum up the golf course and and get, get this man on the plane. So yeah, the golf course. <laughs> The golf course was was really good. I think um, everyone cried about the early on about not being close enough to par, but I think on the whole it was a quirky and really cool golf course. I I was excited for it, and I definitely wasn't disappointed by by the course. I was disappointed by the announcers kind of just saying that the that trees and long grass is the only defense golf courses had uh have now with the way the way the ball's going and that that they shouldn't be rolling the the ball back they should be growing the rough and and putting trees in which i think is a pretty uneducated take i i saw there's a lot of course architects that are that were pretty quick to respond i know tom doak was pretty disappointed and and like comments like that i know mike clayton the guy from over here was pretty quick to point out what about courses in the uk and and the the melbourne sand belt like yeah we're just going to grow trees and grow the rough up there no like i just think that it's a prime example that rolling the the ball back is the right call and i'd be taking the the architect's view over brando and paul azinger to be honest yeah, that's fair enough. And I think to the rollback point, there was just they made that course look pretty short at times and the par threes were stretched out to the max. I think it was I don't know, there's a conspiracy that the USGA set it up a little bit easier to kind of help their side of the debate, but that's uh that's one for another pod. Six for me in terms of holes, the six was outstanding. I kind of talked about it in the preview show. Short par four. You saw a good mix of people laying up, people going for it. There was penalty if you missed it left, going for it in particular. It was good just to see a short four where it's not really a follow the crowd kind of situation. It was like seemed to be really divided. Yeah, for for sure. I'll quickly tell you, I I was a huge fan of six as well. Uh, I liked 16 and 17. 16 was the longest par four in US Open history. I think it was measured in at 555 yards on Sunday, which is, that's a big boy hole. Hole I didn't like was the 290 par three, 11. I didn't like, I didn't like that at all. I just think a 290 par three, is one dimensional and it doesn't showcase a lot of skill. What do you, what are your thoughts on that? I disagree. I thought seven was a bad path, a pretty average path three. That's where the, the members normally play that hole as a drivable four. That was about two. It was a bit shorter. It was two seventy, I think. I thought the eleventh was okay. Rory had a four iron. Probably his best shot of the day. Flushed that four iron in there. I thought there was... It, I, the one thing I do like about the long par threes they had this week is it wasn't all carry. They didn't have heaps of trouble in front, which meant that you could use... the. Um, there was that hill to the left, front left of it that you could use to kick it towards the green. You didn't have to go all the way in the air. So I didn't mind the 11th. I thought it was a pretty good par three. It didn't play like 290. It was probably playing... If Rory's hitting four iron, it's probably maybe 240 uh yeah i just wasn't i just think seven. i just think either of those are just that's just too long for a one shot i just think i just don't i just don't like really long par threes i just i think you can challenge the players in completely different ways than just i think it just it just strikes me as a bit of laziness making a par three that long i just think it's obviously going to be hard. Mm. Yeah, I would know the seventh, Rory hit five wood to a front pin and then they played 
a four iron to a back pin on eleven. So I think that one played longer. Yeah. To be fair, I, I just didn't like. I just don't either of them. Love either of them. Either of them. Yeah. Mm. I was a huge fan of six, and the short par three was cool, which I I think offers a whole. You can play a whole host of shots into, and yeah, like I said, sixteen and seventeen were also my favourite holes. And eighteen, I know we talked about it this morning. Pretty poor finishing hole. Yeah. Like. Yeah. You, I feel like you've got to stand up and hit a big boy shot down 18. I know St. Andrews is pretty mundane, but you can still separate yourself on that hole. But it felt like no one was really making birdie on 18, but the fairway is so wide that bogeys were also not massive. It was just like, it, I don't know, it didn't feel like a hole that a champion played the way Wyndham kind of fanned that drive out to the right and kind of got away with it. But again, if... Say that was Ricky or Rory, would we be saying it? We might not, like to be honest. No, nah, we wouldn't. But that was a it was a shaky driver swing, and he literally like that was spinning and just that was mm. completely out of the world and just yeah. Oh, I but yeah, like he probably knew he could he could do that. Yeah. So like it it's it's hard to hard to say, but like geez, it's. Very it was very similar to the shot Mito Pereira played last year at the PGA. You look how that ended up for him. Yeah, I Mito's didn't go as far right as Wyndham's did. It looked yippier, but it didn't go as far right. The mm. I thought fifteen was pretty average for all the hype too. I I didn't really enjoy watching that hole. The the pros just ate it alive. Mm. Yeah, I don't disagree with you there either but on the whole i think lacc was a winner and i I look forward to it going back there but Mm. you wouldn't want to see an event there every year no they've got to sort that crowds thing out i i want someone to stand up to that shit because you can't have a major with that sort of atmosphere yeah like man there's only so like i don't give a fuck about lionel richie's house and i don't care about the real estate Around the around the golf course, the Lionel Richie Mansion. Fuck, if a bingo card for that, you would have had thirty of them filled. The one, the other one was the um, the Playboy Mansion, obviously the the eight billion dollars worth of real estate that it is, like the land is worth. It oh, it didn't need to be done. Yeah, and just as much. I'd just way rather see 40,000 boozed up yanks getting amongst it than than just drone shots of these beautiful houses. Just I'd I'd watch I'd watch Home and Living or Grand Designs New Zealand if I wanted if I wanted to to watch that mm. sort of stuff. And one <laughs> and one thing that also annoyed me was the amount of calling out before players hit shots. So there obviously there's a few fans in there that were very uneducated golf fans, probably some rich people that just got invited along. They like before Roy hit that putt on fourteen, there was a lot of people calling out Rory's name while he was lining it up. And I was like, this is just this is probably the biggest part of the tournament. And I I saw it it happened for other players too, but that was the one that stuck out to me. And I was like, this is not good. What about Rory playing playing noise control on? It was either the third or final round where he was trying to shut down that DMB music that was coming from one of the houses. <laughs> yeah, I saw that tweet. It's um, it's good from Rory. I also, yeah, I I don't think no. What if they would have listened to him? I'm sure, they probably thought, "Who's that nerd playing golf?" Not knowing yeah. the caliber of player he is, but yeah. Is there anything else you want to mention before we uh, sign off? I just had here in my notes, just looking forward to Royal Liverpool, a real some real early mail. What are you looking forward to most? Obviously, off the tips are going to be, well, you and Monty are going to be on the ground and I'm going to be at off the tips HQ here in Sydney, just, just manning, <laughs> manning the edits. But, yeah, I, it's going to be interesting to, to see what unfolds and it's – yeah, it's because we got a big break between majors after that, so I'm I'm looking mm. forward to it. But I'm also going to be pretty gutted when it finishes. 
Yeah. The the big ones for me will be, yeah, Rory, obviously, uh, trying to bounce back after that disappointment. I think Cam Smith's building to something. He might be a chance of defending his title. Obviously, Raman Scheffler will be in the equation as well. And the other one is probably someone like Tommy Fleetwood. I feel like he's playing some seriously good golf. Hey, the one thing that I'd love to hear from the listeners is just what sort of there's some sort of content you'd want me and Monty to do while we're there. Something that can be kind of a value add, give you some insight, let us know. Also, I haven't been to a proper golf tournament before, so a bit of advice. Do I do I follow a group most of the time? Do I stay on a few holes? Let me know. I think you mix it up just, a little bit. I think. Yeah, we've got a week to do that. I think I agree. So maybe uh, if you if you can follow, obviously bucket list thing for you probably be fo- follow Rory round. Like even if you could do that for nine holes, and then maybe you go park up on a nice par three green, or and then mm. and then maybe maybe get in the grandstand with a with a with a few beers later on and 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 do that. I just think yeah, there's. You're not. You're going to be sport for choice, and the open tend to do at the best. So, uh, I think mm. it's, it's going to be a great week, and yeah, hopefully a big week for Rory and Foxy. I think huge, be a huge yeah. opportunity for for him at Royal Liverpool. I think mm. the open is he's played a lot a lot in the UK now. I think it's yeah, it's it's time we time we we see something from really really cool from from him at a major two things from the golf i want to shout out minwoo okay. lee and the fucking marine layer that i don't want to hear that word again those two words again That's oh, it. Marine what what is a marine layer uh some sort of sea fog <laughs> i don't yeah. know yeah that that got a hammering with it got a hammering without any like justification of what it was like they were just mm. expecting us to know what a marine layer was yeah like if the science teacher said what's a marine layer i'd just be like oh it makes a golf course soft that's all i really would know marine layers and bunsen burners <laughs> <laughs> anyway that's some dribble yeah, well, well, mate. All the best on your on your travels over. I'm sure you're you're excited to get going, but leaving the country for potentially good. So, hey, all all the best on your on your travels over there, and hope you hit them well. And we'll obviously be in touch. So, cheers for tuning in, guys, and we hope you enjoyed your US Open week. And as always, just get behind us on on socials, like, subscribe, and 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 share our podcast around. Because the more we grow, the cool of the stuff we can do so AC safe travels mate and I'll, I'll catch you later cheers Cal that's your home that's your home are you too quick for your home